You're, I think you shut my video off because I couldn't find my bender hat. And I respect that. You're like, he, he can't find his bender hat. I'm not, I'm not going to look at him. Welcome to our On a Bender Soccer Podcast, episode 36. Seven Y here 30. with Kevin Hicks. We'll see who else rolls in. Um, not worried though. Kevin and I have done a few of these by ourselves, so we'll be able to carry it. Kevin, how's everything? We can carry. How's everything going? 36 gram. That's that's pretty impressive. I think that's um, right. Yeah, it's close enough. I mean, yeah, we don't we don't know at 36. We're high enough now where we don't just completely miss who is number 36 because i don't think we have one right we might not um yeah but anyways so today we'll, we'll talk a little bit about epl and our our fantasy teams we'll give you a little brief overview of bender we'll look back at um, luke and alex's picks for the week and sprinkle in a couple more things and like i say we'll see who rolls in and we'll talk about their team specifically but are we going to continue to call it uh, betting with beverages? Maybe. I, hey, I mean, is that that's that's a Luke and Alex question, right? It is. That is. We have to refer to it as betting with beverages. I guess we could be BWB. Betting betting BWB betting with Bender betting with beverages. Betting, yeah, okay. right. So I, I like that. But last week we waited twenty eight minutes or so to talk about Newcastle. So since you're here first, Kevin, we might as well talk about your team. Yeah, let's get into it in a minute in 28 seconds. Um, so Nick Pope was uh, Friday. He was a Twitter sensation. He was uh, he went viral. I didn't. I never understood that. Did you? Did you? Everybody's answer to everything became Nick Pope uh, because of a Burger King survey. So it was kind of funny. I, I didn't know. Tell me more about that. I had no no idea. I, there was a there was a Burger King survey. I, I I should have looked up what the question was, but it was some question like, "Do you like?" this or that it had nothing to do with soccer or nick pope and somebody answered some newcastle fan answered nick pope and it just caught fire i guess they thought it was funny so then everybody became started answering every question nick pope and so everybody started mentioning nick pope, and it went completely viral um so it was kind of funny all the attention around him before the before the game uh saturday and uh, you worried that, you know, because even he was just like, wow, I don't even know what's going on. But uh, and then Saturday, he just stood on his head. I mean, Brighton, I think for Newcastle fans, that was like a reality check uh, because of the way we ended last season. And then we, you know, jump out and just pound Nottingham Forest. Uh, everybody, every fan is, including myself, you're, you're, you know, you're getting a little unrealistic thinking, man, we might have a shot for the Champions League. I mean. I mean, um, hey, you never know. We're, we're, yeah, we're. I'm. I mean, I was getting real confident, and then you watch uh, a a good team, mid-level good team like Brighton, just kind of manhandle us. Um, and it was a reality check. Had we not had Nick Pope, we would have lost two nothing. Even though Dubravka's a great keeper, Nick Pope made some saves that man, you don't make. You don't see many keepers save, even in the Premier League. So, uh, 
the but so then he you know people kept talking about him for the right things after that um but it was that that's what i'll say about the newcastle game that was our our defense was 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 good our our midfield was just looked completely lost even bruno showed that he's human um i have been the biggest bruno fan ever but even in that brighton game he was chasing the ball some he was you know going into challenges that he should have kind of held back he just he looked human. He showed that he's human. And it's not exactly what I wanted to see going into Man City this weekend. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I mean, obviously, this weekend we're up against Man City. So there's low expectations, as my team name says, um, in, in fantasy. But I, I have very low expectations for that. Um, you almost hope, You almost feel like you're winning if you can keep it within three goals of man city right now so yeah they're playing pretty strong but yeah newcastle yeah good good defensive uh showing with nick pope coming over from burnley brighton they look really good i think uh expected goals in that game was 1.61 i really can't believe they didn't score any you know they, they're losing players like cucurella well, it- and uh cucurella and somebody else they just lost too but they're just it doesn't matter Potter puts out a Brighton team. is an amazing yeah they can do that they sell their best players and if I was a Brighton fan I would be so I'd be like gosh think about what we could do if we just kept our best players yeah but they I mean they they they're a really good team I, I was impressed with them it we had two goal line I don't know if you watch any if anybody watched that game mm-hmm. it was it was for us to get away from there with a point was just kind of I mean everyone felt like we we stole a point big time you know the Tottenham Chelsea game was a little bit that way but not as bad as the Newcastle against Brighton I mean we had two goal line clearances Trippier cleared one right on the goal line and then Shar in the second half cleared one right on the goal line you had Pope make two ridiculous saves I mean yeah it should have been two two nothing Brighton easily so yeah the XG is not lying in that game no yeah from what I saw I thought it'd actually be higher but I mean that's not that's not that crazy. One point six one is, you know, probably right. Um, yeah. yeah. And if it were four point six one, I would, I would say that. <laughs> yeah. Not right. I mean, it was, it was just. It was a. It was total domination. It really was. Just shy of Man City's one point six nine. So that just goes to show. Uh, yeah. City scores four goals against Bournemouth, but you know, still shy of two in the expected goals. Not that expected so, goals is everything, but it is kind of a good little. Measure of I was about to ask what you're saying is is that XG yeah there is something to do with that XG it kind of kind of does know what it's talking about yeah it de- it definitely does I mean um, another big one from last week that I noticed was Arsenal at three point zero one so they're still overperforming a bit but pretty solid that's a lot of goals to be expected to score yeah I uh, speaking of Arsenal I just think boy did I you know me not bringing in the Jesus. Uh, cost me 19 fantasy points. Um, I'm being a little stubborn about it. I still don't want to bring him in. Yeah, he uh, looks yeah. good. And then the funny thing too is what I was looking at um, that he is he's actually underperforming slightly for what. Oh, geez. Just very, very slightly. But he. I knew I, I knew he did in the first game. Um, it's hard to believe he underperformed with two goals. He had two goals and an assist, right? 19 yeah. points. Yeah, he actually, yeah. the assist is what he's, uh, the assist he was actually only expected to have not even a half of an assist, or like a half of an assist. So 
Overperforming gotcha. in assists, but slightly underperforming in goals scored. So that's just something to think about. And the Holland, Erling Holland's the same way for Man City. So those are two yeah. scary pieces if you you know you don't have them in fantasy. I think. Well, th- that's the problem with with Jesus is seventy. What what's the, it's like seventy eight percent of other managers having. Mm-hmm. So by me not having him and him scoring nineteen points, I basically gave nineteen points to the field. Um, yep. Because I had Wilson who got me two points. So I gave 17 points to the field um, by being stubborn on that. But I will see. It's a long season. I'm uh, I'm just above the relegation, uh, you know, so. It is. It's a long uh, season. Like I was just saying to Jake about he picked up Rodrigo um, mm-hmm. for Jesse Lingard, which I think is a good move. Rodrigo's he's hot. He's got three goals in two games. 22 points overall, but, you know, I just don't know when that's going to fall off. You know, Chelsea should be a bit of a test for him, but Leeds likes to go forward, and so, you know, that might work out. They do. Those can also be traps just from last year. I learned that, you know, the you jump on a hot hand, and then you, you know, you forget to look at fixtures coming up and XGs and really do your analysis like you do, and sometimes you can kind of – kind of wish you wouldn't have made that transfer or it may work out. I love him being a new lead supporter. I love the transfer. He should have three leads on his team. Throw in Aronson and Rodrigo and Bamford up top and let's go. He should. Um, Yeah. Bamford's actually not. I I like Ivan Tony switching out Wilson for Tony um, because I think Brentford, man, they crushed Man U. I don't know if that says more about Man U or Brentford, but what a disaster they are right now. Uh, it makes the Monday night clash just go. I mean, that is that is almost a must watch, right? I think so. Uh, I mean, Liverpool. yeah, we want to see what, I mean, what's happened. Liverpool does not look like themselves. And so, yeah, and obviously no. Man U is, is bad. It's, it's as bad <laughs> as it could possibly get after 4 nothing lost to Brentford this past weekend. And just, just the goals that were allowed and just the – just watching them, it was it was kind of sad in a way, in a lot of ways actually. It it, it did. Uh, that's the best way. It, you almost did. You saw some of the players, and they kept showing Ronaldo's face, and it, you couldn't help but not that you'd feel sorry for a player like Ronaldo. But you kind of did. It was like, man, they just they look so defeated and down. Um, so it's what it's crazy Monday night, Man U Liverpool. Uh, is the Monday night game. And I guess somehow now Liverpool is like the Monday night specialist because this is the second Monday night in a row. I think that's a Sky Sports thing. Uh, but anyway, if Man U somehow, God, after watching Brentford, I, I don't see it, but if they somehow were to beat Liverpool, how crazy would that be that after three games, they would be one point ahead of the t- ahead of the table on them? Yeah. That- uh, they would have three points to Liverpool's too. I mean uh, – I'm afraid Liverpool, though, being kind of – I'm obviously – I'm a Liverpool fan compared to Man City, and they've been the only team that ever challenged Man City. So they're already, what, seven, two to six? They're five points behind? Mm-hmm. Uh, is that right? Did I do the math right? Man, um, so what? Man, Man City's at six. Six to two. So they're already a four-point difference. Um you just every game seems to count with Man City. It's like you look at them and it's like, where, what team's going to knock them off? Um, so Liverpool giving up these ties that should be wins, or you know, I just feel like if they're the only team that really can challenge Man City, you hate to see them fall 
you know, already four points back after two games. Yeah, the um, other team with six points right now is Arsenal. So, well, that's and they're you know, but they're I don't maybe it's Travis rubs off on me. I always say, but that's why right, they're going to Arsenal. They're, are they going to stay up there and challenge Man City? I hope they do. I would love to see it. I'd love it for Travis. I'd love to see it myself. I'd love to see anyone battle Man City. The last thing we want to see um, is somebody just run away with the thing. And that's it. That's any sport, right? That's why people, uh, you know, I think you, you just hate to see a team just completely dominate and run away with it halfway through the season. You know, who's nobody's catching them. So if it's Arsenal, I, I would love that. If it's Tottenham, I would love that. Even Chelsea. Although the Chelsea-Tottenham game, if we want to go there, I mean, that as a Chelsea fan, obviously, I, I said the XG had to be uh, favoring Chelsea there just watching that game. Yeah, absolutely um, was. I wasn't a Tuchel fan to start, even to start, only because I think he doesn't start Pulisic. So, I instantly can't stand him. I think he's just idiotic for not letting Pulley start, but I'm so biased at being an American that I think, and uh, being a Newcastle fan, how he could just jump in our lineup. But that little, the episode that Tuchel played on the sideline was just, it was so childish and, and it was, you know, as a spectator, you kind of enjoyed watching it, but I kind of don't, you know, I just thought, gosh, it's so childish. Um, but I guess some people say Conte started it with his celebration, but there was no comparison to me. Conte's just cheering a goal on. Tuchel gets in his face. Then Tuchel runs down the sideline, you know, just obviously out of his box. And then the handshake at the end because he wouldn't look him in the eyes. I mean, oh, my God. So if 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 you already weren't a Tuchel fan, uh, watching that game put you over the edge. So I'm like, Pulley, please get the hell out of Chelsea. Come wear some black and white and let's go. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty funny uh, with the Newcastle. Yeah, I don't like Tuchel's. Uh, he's always, every time I watch him, he's always complaining to the fourth referee about something. And I'm not saying other managers don't do the same thing, but he, I don't know. It's just something about him. Conte can be annoying too. I get that. He's just my manager. So yeah. I, I, love, I love him. Well, and that's what Alex, I hate to talk too bad about Tuchel because, you know, you put your, you put your, uh, you know, blue goggles, Chelsea blue goggles on when you watch it. Me not having, you know, I, I don't really care. I just, you, you know, it was just, he, I thought from my perspective, it, it, it did make him look really childish and, and bad. Conte, not as much. I don't, you know, just me watching it. I was just like, it was just kind of unbelievable how that game ended and that, you know, they had gotten in their each other's faces early on. And then at the end of the game for it, for, you know, him to not let his hand go was just like, Oh my God. Yeah. It was uh, pretty, kinda, pretty funny to watch. Kind of hilarious. As, yeah. as far as the game went, I thought it was more way more one-sided as far as Chelsea was concerned. I thought Tottenham yeah. controlled the beginning of the game, but then just didn't have much control. If you do look at the numbers, I guess, as far as expected goals, I know we're just hitting on that one, right. that one thing right now, but it was actually a lot closer. It was like 1.84 to 1.59, but I don't... Oh, really? Yeah, and I don't think... So Tottenham's first... Chelsea's first goal was great. Off the corner, Koulibaly, Koulibaly with that Oh, volley. my gosh, that volley. Amazing, yeah. Take nothing away yeah. from how sweet that goal was, but it, there's nobody covering him, so he shouldn't be that open. Yeah. Um, that's one yeah. goal, the first goal. The second goal, I felt like same kind of thing. There was a – Chelsea stole the ball, and Tottenham was not ready to 
respond to that. And so they just left that right side open, swung it to Reese James, boom. Again, not taking anything away from those goals from Chelsea because they were great goals. But I think Tottenham needs right. to tighten up the defense if they're going to do anything because their goals, first one that Hoybier scored, it kind of came after a foul. It was, I think it was a foul, mm-hmm. Betancourt on Havertz down the sideline. It was. I And somebody, again, not – it I, It was kind of shocking that it didn't get called. I, I was like, wow, that – you know, when you – because sometimes you don't know live play if he's just faking. But then when they slowed it down, it was, def, it was definitely looked like a foul. And I'm usually the guy that's like, oh, he dove. So for me to say, yeah, that was a foul, I think – Nine times out of ten, that probably gets called yeah. in the Premier League. Yeah, and Betancourt, he actually stopped. So as a defender, you know, if he fi- he, no, knew he, he knew he knew he fouled. Yeah, yeah. The whole, you know, yeah. so it probably should have been shut down there. And then Spurs get a late goal off a, a deflected, you know, a header. It was a, you know, nice header by Kane. Maybe one off James. But I think very fortunate to get out of that game with a point. Now, having sold Kane, uh, you know, I sold Kane <laughs> for Holland before yeah. that game yeah. was even over. Yeah. I, you know, I was hoping, and I, I don't, I'm still learning fantasy a little bit, but I was like, that came off Reese James' knee, and I don't own Reese James. I was like, is there possible that Kane header was going wide? You think so? It hits Reese. Yeah, it was. It. I watched it slow mo because I was like, why isn't that an own goal? Because it hit off Reese James's thigh and went in the goal. Kane's header was going wide until Reese James hit it, and I was like. Nobody even mentioned it might be an own goal. And I'm like, why is that? I, I don't know. Yeah, I have to watch it. My, my first thought and the couple of replays I saw immediately were that it was going to go in that far corner. But maybe if it wasn't going to, then yeah, that's when it. Slow-mo. If you look at it, slow motion it. Look at it. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I I might have my FBL goggles not, yeah. not having own Reese James or, uh, or uh, okay. Harry Kane. I, I may have had FBL hell goggles looking at it, but I think it was going wide. I really do. Yeah, and um, maybe it was. That's. But I think the own goal, like they, you know, I and he still, I have no problem with them giving Harry Kane that goal. Just like I wanted them to give Aronson the goal that he scored the week one in Leeds. I mean, he that was obviously an own goal, but I wish there was some way to get some credit to some of these own goals because there's, you know, you, when you cause an own goal that's a little different than if a defender just completely shanks. So it, it, that's too hard to start to decipher, but yeah, yeah I could, I, I will say at the end there, I was, I was, uh, I was hoping for a uh, own goal uh, where Harry Kane got denied the points and then Reese James got a negative. Yes. Yeah, I, I um, feel like there's been, I was saying last week to James on here that, you know, you probably won't have too many own goals on your fantasy team, but I feel like there's been a lot of own goals this year in two yeah. weeks. Yeah, and then the red car, you know, from from a Liverpool, we, we hit on them a little bit, but the, you know, the the red card, um, what's the Nunez? Mm-hmm. Um, just, just, I, I don't know. I mean, we learn early on, like in in, you know, you don't headbutt people. I mean, you you just that was the dumbest. Like they're giving him an out, saying, "Oh, he's young." Like I heard Klopp say, "Oh, he's he's learning." Several of the Liverpool, he's learning, and I'm like the hell's he learning we learn that when as soon as we can you know comprehend that you're not supposed to headbutt people especially in the premier league you know you know it's going to be seen 
So that was just I'm that worries me even more that he's just a hothead. And now every defender in the Premier League that guards him is just going to try to push his buttons. And, you know, and, and maybe he will mature and, and, and come around to not let them get under his skin like that. But, gosh, that was that was stupid. It cost – I know a lot of managers that brought him in, so I don't know if any of, of the, the beautiful game people did, but um, I think Reimer may have had him. But that that hurts. Red cards are uh, not good yeah. in fantasy. Yeah, I know. I, I, I was going to say the same thing, that he's young, but that's really not an excuse. I mean, you just got to kind of – got to kind of check yourself when something like that starts happening. But why, why is that? I, I don't understand. I oh, guess right. when I heard that, I'm like, what the hell? He's 23 or something. I'm like, I, I guess young and hot-headed, but maybe he as you know, but I don't think you head, I think you learn early on, you don't headbutt people. You can't swing at people. I mean, if you're headbutting, he, he might as well have clocked him, you know? That's true. Because you're going to get thrown out. Yeah. Um, Anyway, that was that that was a just a, a a very stupid moment in the game for for Nunez. Um, but boy, Luis Diaz, I, I'm talking more Liverpool than Newcastle. I don't know what the hell is going on. I guess Brighton just put me in a hole. I, I don't know what to think. We're playing Man City, but but uh, Luis Diaz, that goal he scored, man, that was so good. Ten men down, down one zero, and he just took over for about a you know. 45 seconds and just dribbled three people and slotted it in. That was nice. And they needed it because I'll tell you, on the other side of the ball, Crystal Palace, I think Zaha looks, I think he looks pretty good as, you know, an in real life player and as a fantasy asset. If you can go out and get a goal against Arsenal and Liverpool, then what happens when you play the lesser teams? So he's a center forward. And he's priced as a midfielder at like what is he five and a half minutes? I looked him up because he might I was be. Like, he's got to be at least seven. I think he's seven, but still, oh, is it's he? a good price? He's a center. yeah, it's still a good price. He's a he is an absolute, but he's not a forward though. He's a he's a midfielder in fantasy, right? He is. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, because I, I was looking at him too, you, I'm trying to find. I'm gonna hang on to Mount, I guess. But man, you know, he's uh, he's not. I'm I'm doing terrible in fantasy. I have Mount. I've got to I've got to figure out something to do with Bailey because that's that that little Twitter experiment is not paying off. No, I, um, yeah, <laughs> the Leon the Twitter world pulled me into thinking, and he I guess he performed in preseason. So, uh, but you know it it's not working out for me. So I got to get I got to do something with Leon Bailey. But yeah, um, Zaha was in, incorrect. He did not. He scored against Arsenal, but I think he was offsides when I was watching that game. So I had in my brain that he did he only has that one goal but i still think he looks really good as far as bailey goes you're right that was it's it was bailey and neto were the two kind of internet sensations preseason sensations but i i think uh, and i've been listening to a couple other pods myself so you know i'm stealing some information but uh yeah. bailey's one thing where he doesn't didn't start game number two and then you have neto who's actually he's on wolves so that might be a reason he's not going to score but he does look pretty good um so there's a difference there. You might want to hold if, if Wolves continues. They have Spurs this week, but after that, I think they have a, a better run. So, um, yeah. It, but Bailey, I think he's definitely a need to move situation. Um, yes. Problem is, is that, you know, he's, he's 5 million. I do have half a million in the bank, so I can go to 5.5, but the, um, which Anthony Gordon would be my top pick after, you know, because he plays like a, he's a Ford. 
as a priced at five and a half as a midfield, but he's got so much, you know, there's all kinds of rumors with him leaving. So if he were to go to Chelsea or, you know, I think Chelsea's the top team, then he's not going to play at all. And so I've just kind of wasted a transfer on him. So we'll see. I, I haven't decided what I'm going to do fantasy wise, Yeah, that's. Uh, but I got to do something. I, otherwise I'm going to be in the relegation 49 points. Woo. <laughs> I mean, boy, is it biting me not having the Jesus. Um, so who knows? I might, I might take some hits even. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, if you need to take some hits, it's nothing wrong with it. Um, and we used, like you mentioned with Anthony Gordon, it's funny because we still are in the transfer window to the end of the month. And so you just, you don't know where these guys are going to end up. And so you don't want to, you don't want to go out there and make too many moves. Um, but right. I will say as far as, you know, yeah, you haven't had the greatest two weeks, but you're still, you're not that far out of it. I still think there's a certain bunch to the first two weeks because a lot of people have the same players. Um, well, and that's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you, 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 you have to, it's, it's funny because you almost have to go with the template, right? Mm-hmm. And the, where me going off the template with Newcastle, obviously bringing in Wilson for Jesus worked out the first week a little bit, but now it just bites me with him being 70, 70% plus owned. I, I give up so much to the field when, when Jesus does score. So uh, it's uh, one of those things, maybe Holland will, uh, but I, I need a, you know, I don't know. It's, fantasies it's fun you never know what's going to happen that's for sure yeah yeah you're taking i mean you are taking some chances not having jesus and then now it's tough to get to him with the, the way the money is on your team but uh well i've lost yeah i've lost money with some play i've lost a point one on i can't remember who i was looking to transfer and i've lost point one and now jesus has gone up point one so now that point two is just really uh wreaking havoc so and then you have yeah. you have your newcastle stars with you know, Man City, Liverpool, the next two of the next three. So it's, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. It's kind of like, hey. but Trippier, I would, I would put just put him on the bench. I don't, I, I think, I don't think he's a sell. I like Trippier because obviously our defense is good. We're getting the shutouts, and he is almost on all corner kicks. So he and and he's always getting up the field. I mean, he, we, you know, some people were down, you know, because I listened to the Newcastle and Twitter. They were down on the way he played. But you got to remember, I guess it was record high heat for that game. Mm-hmm. And Trippier's up and down the field the whole time. So I, I'll give him a hall pass knowing when we play at 11 o'clock versus when we play at 8 o'clock, I ha- I, it's a lot different getting up and down the field. So um, I think he's a great FPL asset. I would put him on the bench, obviously, for Man City because yeah. I don't think that's gonna, that's not going to end well for our defense. Um, but I, at $5 million, he's he's a hold for me. Um, but I – you know, I don't have Reese James. He's another one that is is a template player, right? And so when he and when he gets the returns, and I don't have him, I'm just losing more to the field. Um, and I had two. I've got Robertson and TAA, which are, you know, two Liverpool defenders. You would think point scoring machines just for shutouts, but that has been a disaster so far. So I've just had a you know a lot of things that could go wrong or going wrong, but they may start going right. It's not. I, I'm not. Listening to Graham, I'm not going to hit the panic button. I'm not going to start taking a 16 point transfer and just you know blowing it all up. I'm not going to wild card. I'm just going to ride it out yeah. and know that I've had a bad bad run of the last two games. Yeah, because I I, th- I have Alexander Arnold and Robertson too, and it's like well, we didn't get shutouts the first two, so they're coming. 
you know, they're coming. And maybe yeah. we have to make a decision on those guys. One of my reasons for going so heavy in the back was so I could come down to some of these 5.0s once they made themselves known. Um, and it could be a guy like Trip, could be a guy like Trippier after these two these two tough matchups. You know, uh, he may come in. You know, he's gonna sa- save us a lot of money. Yeah, and he's I, I I just like I like you know I watch Newcastle. I like him so I'm he to me is at five million. He's he's not as good as like a Cancelo or even a TAA, but he's pretty damn close because he's on all the set pieces and he's getting up and down the wing. So what more can you ask for? And he's on a a defensive team that I think we're going to be pretty solid. I mean, you know, well, I won't be saying that after Man City, but I'm afraid Man City's going to do that to everyone. So um, we'll, we'll see. That'll be the true test. But um, I, we, as from a Newcastle perspective, you know, there's been rumors of, of Pulisic because I think they really started to get loud when Amanda Stavely and Gerdusi, the two, you know, the owners of Newcastle were in the stands for the, the Chelsea game. They Stavely has a relationship with the new owner of Chelsea because I've really looked into that. So they were invited to just come to the press box and, and, and you know, it, it's I think it's good for the owners to get together with other owners that are, you know, Chelsea's a, obviously a Champions League level team. So they're kind of getting together, maybe helping each other out. But I think also we're looking at a lot of their players, right? Broja, 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 Broja. Yeah. He's one that, you know, because we need another forward. Because uh, part of the problem when Newcastle plays in heat like we do, when we bring in our subs, we're bringing in Jacob Murphy and Chris Wood. I don't, I still to this day, Chris Wood is how he was <laughs> scoring 10 goals at Burnley is beyond me. The, <laughs> he's slow. He's not even good in the air and he's not, he's got a big body. So Baldy could give him some tips on how to shield some guys away yeah. because it seems like he can't even hold the ball up. I'm like, you got that big body, at least be able to hold the ball up and dish it out. He can't do any of it. <laughs> so we are, we need a striker bro. So, but anyway, pulley would be amazing because the other problem that we have is the attacking midfield. We have Almiron. And he scored some goals in preseason, and he scored one, but he is so bad in the final third. He just really is. He, he's, he's almost as bad as me in the final third, putting goals away. But um, So to have Pulley could slot right into that spot, an attacking midfield, would be amazing. It, it would be, uh, you know, I don't think – we would never go 28 minutes without talking Newcastle if Pulley came, came on board. So uh, I'm waiting on the Twitter announcement any moment now, Graham. Yeah, plus get him in there, get some get some minutes before the World Cup. He needs to go somewhere. Yes. Um, yeah, be- a lot of people are like, oh, I don't mind him sitting on the bench. I'm like, no, you don't. What happens when you sit on the bench is you lose your form. You get, you, you know, you, you, you've seen that with our goalkeepers, you know. That's so true. we want him get we want him getting minutes for sure. I, I think that's a – that's a bad way to look at it. Oh, he won't get hurt because he's not playing that much. You know, I had this conversation with some people. It was like, no, I, you don't want that. I'd rather risk him getting hurt and him stay in top form, you know? Yeah, so. agreed. Well, hopefully we'll hear something and hopefully it's not Man United. I just, I, oh, God. I'm not as, I'm not as a crazy hater of Man United as a lot of people are, but you just I'm hate, not either, hate, right? hate for him to go into that situation, right? That just doesn't seem like anyone would want to go there. 
and I don't know if it was James or Jake, I don't know who said it, but it, it, it kind of, I agreed with it on the, on our Bender thread that if he did go there and all of a sudden they did start winning, he would be a hero. I mean, there, there is no club that uh, would have more eyeballs on him than if he went there and turned it around. But boy, I just, I don't see it happening. And maybe it's after the first two weeks, it's, you know, a small sample size, but gosh, they look like a disaster. Oh yeah. Um, so I, I want him to stay clear of, uh, anything like that. Um, and, and obviously rooting for Newcastle, it would be so amazing to, uh, be able to root for him too. So, uh, be fun. and that's, I mean, our Americans, we don't talk about Fulham much, but we, you know, watching that first game against Liverpool, they have two Americans back there. Um, Yep. You know, Tim Ream and uh, what's the Robinson? Robinson? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, man, that's amazing. And and they're work they're working together every every week. So I'm like, that's gonna be pretty hard to not want them to start for our American team because they're so used to playing with each other if it's the kind of same four in the back uh, formation. But um, that's pretty cool that Fulham started so well. I mean, they they had a couple draws, but I mean, that's good for them, right? Same points as Liverpool. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think necessarily Tim Ream gets – I don't know what he's going to do World Cup time, but um, – Well, what do you – do you put – who do you put there? Uh, the I guess we have uh, – if Dest is healthy, and but he's a midfielder. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that we have better options than that. I'm just saying that, wow, that's pretty good that we have – two of our backs starting on one team uh, together like that. Yep, it's good, yeah. And then leads, you know, a couple couple other guys there. And, yep, it's all need to play, need to get the reps. Yeah, and Leeds is so fun. We've talked about them. Aronson and Adams are – I love both of them. I love their style of play because they, they work hard. They, they are up and down the field. They work hard. They get into challenges. They're, they're fun to watch. You know, as a Leeds fan, you see Aronson and Adams. If they lose the ball, man, they go hard to win it back. You know, and I love that. So, And the fans love that. I saw, I think it was Adams or Aronson, one of them. You know, the, there's nothing that fans like more than when you win the ball back. That's <laughs> when the crowd goes crazy watching these games. They just go crazy. So uh, it, it, it's fun to watch. Yeah, Alex had mentioned how um, Aronson was top in the league for, you know, tackles or type going after the ball type of thing. I can't exactly, I don't remember yeah. exactly what it was called, but so yeah, it is nice to see. It's too bad they go up to zero against Southampton and it ends in a draw. But you know, we blame Jake for that. Um, Absolutely, yeah. that's Jake. Yeah. What? A, yeah. Yeah, and then another, uh, just another. Put the Jake, as, as Reimer said, put the Jake stink on it. Yeah, and he did. Leads. Yep. Um, it, Jake. And then one other, one other kind of funny game I thought last week was um, Forest and West Ham. I know West Ham, mm. West Ham had their chances, but ended up going down one nothing to Forest. Um, that was Luke's lock of the week. That was a was, survivor pool. There were five people that went out in our survivor pool that had West Ham. I mean, that was a how many? Yeah, so with that survivor pool, what's what's left? How many people are left? So we started, gosh, I think with like thirty six, mm-hmm. and it's down to like fourteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Aston, uh, there were several Liverpool. Three went out with Liverpool this weekend. Five went out with West Ham. Uh, 
couple of people uh, leads uh, was uh, I think two people had leads. So anyway, there's down to there's either like 11 of us or 14 of us. So uh, and I don't know what I'm doing in this week's survivor pool. I, I never like to pick an away team. Um, oh, you shouldn't. And and the away teams seem to be. I like Tottenham because they're at home, but mm-hmm. uh, after watching them against Chelsea, I just was not impressed with them. But I I know they have potential, so I'm leaning Tottenham for my survival pool pick uh, this week. Yeah, um, I could see that. Even you know, I try to be as optimistic last week on the pod. Now I'm getting a little you know the other way, but I, <laughs> they they're good. Um, one thing I always it's like they're the first game of the week. So if they win, you're on a high. If they lose, you're the son of a... Could, could really set your weekend up. I um, think you're right, though, if I'm looking... I mean, Sunday... All, all three of the Sunday matchups where you have Leeds, Chelsea, West Ham, Brighton, and, Newcast- and Newcastle, and Man City, That's those are all stayaways for me on that. Right. Uh, and that West Ham game, you know, I, I totally went right past that. That was... Uh, Nottingham Forest, you know, I just, they look so bad against Newcastle. So I liked, I mean, Luke picked it as a lock of the week and I, yeah. I liked it. I, I, I would have said, I have no problems with that. Their parlays, I was like, I, some of those, uh, you know, they, and they're, they're, uh, you know, I didn't like Newcastle against Brighton. You know, it's, it's, again, it's a way at Brighton. Brighton always plays as tough. I, I, I would not have said we're going to win that game. You know, a draw was, I honestly thought we would play better, but I thought a draw or a loss is is more likely to happen. But the West Ham lock of the week, I would have I would have guessed that too. Uh, Nottingham Forest looked bad. They had so many new players. I mean, they're still signing players. I, yeah. I saw they spent like 121 million or something crazy, but they had to because all of their players were on loan or left, so they had to sign all these new players. So I think we got Nottingham Forest probably. The first game of the season was probably the best time to get them. Yeah, uh, I'd be right. so maybe they're maybe they're going to be a little better than I thought. But West Ham should have won that game. Uh, they they had way more chances, so it was just one of those kind of fluky losses, I think. Yeah, I'm with I'm, I was with Luke too. I I, I like that, um, and I gave him a hard time, but he's right. I mean, yeah. they should they should have scored um, multiple goals. But at least, well, we gave him a heart, yeah, because he lost every bet. Every he had that as his lock of the week, and then his parlay, he had Newcastle, I think, in the in a two team parlay. Speaking, of, speaking of the devil, All look at that! What there timing? He is. There he is. What kind of timing that is? We're just going. We're going over. We're uh, just talking about how, how much money you lost me this week. We both agreed that West Ham was a good pick. Yeah. I would. I like that lock of the week, Luke. So I, we were actually just saying that I. I would never have guessed. I, I liked your lock of the week. That was just. Uh, that was a crazy. What a bad. What a. What a bad start. To bet, uh, betting with beverages. You know, it, did, yeah. Did you guys watch the the no, actual game? No, that's why not? I made fun of you without watching it. I mean, they had. They had uh, two crossbars. Um, that like people thought the ball went in, but it didn't. There were multiple goals that were literally kicked off of the line. Like the ball was behind the keeper, and some defender like made this great play to get it out of the, out of the net. Um, they had a PK saved. Like they had so many chances, 
it was just mind-boggling. Yeah, you know, I watched a little bit of that game, but then I watched the highlights. And the, the two crossbar goals, it wasn't like they hit the crossbar and bounced. They hit the crossbar and went right on top of the goal line, almost on the inside of the goal line. Unreal. But then everybody was like, why is Declan Rice taking the PK with the lineup that West Ham has? And maybe he buries them in practice or something, or, or I don't know. That was a little strange. I think I think this was a, I think this was a setup. I think Vegas set me up Uh-oh. on purpose. They Uh-oh. knew that they knew they were going to throw this game. They said he's going to pick it for lock of the week and looks like a moron. Week one, it helped my survivor pool, Luke. So <laughs> I, I I did not take them in the survivor pool. I had Man City, but um, so I'm I'm not that upset about it. I, I was going to gain some confidence before I started dropping hundred dollar bets on these locks. So I'm going to, yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah. please do. Don't I, I'm, I'm scared to actually even <laughs> bet this week. I'm just kind of just going to put them, the, the actual lock out there. Well, you see know how, how I this do. works. You'll, you'll win Sometimes. them all next week. You just got to stay consistent, <laughs> right? When are you guys doing your show? Uh, this week? Rough week though. Uh, either probably tomorrow or Friday. Um, I, I work from home both both days, so for me it's just easy. Right now I'm kind of in the office, um, but uh, I know Alex also works from home on Friday. Um, so it's, it's, if we're both working from home, it's easy just to you know jump on and have a have a twenty minute pod session or thirty yeah, minute. Yeah, I like last week. You did a good job, and I want to make sure I mention that Alex did nail his lock with Arsenal. I think he would be pretty upset if he didn't get a mention on this pod about that. Oh yeah, nice work, Alex. For all the money Luke lost you, Alex that, won some of that back. <laughs> so is that a is that a kudos to no, Alex? Yeah. No, we, right before you came on, no. we were being very complimentary <laughs> of how we thought it was a good pick, how you know the game unfolded just yeah. unluck, unlucky. Um, I love, yeah. yeah, I loved West yeah. Ham. I loved your lock of the week even more so than Alex's lock of the week. And quite frankly, if I was going to bet one of them, I would have bet uh, yours over Alex's. And you know, so but that's the fun of betting, right? I just want Parlay to. I want Parlay yeah, McPeterson to to make a few, just a few bets. Give me one bet. I, Give me one bet. Parlay. Word on the street is is he he may make an attendance to to get to get Luke oh, the Duke yeah. back on track. So I, I'm reaching out to all my sources right now, and he he's kind of. I want to see, picking I his see brain, the guy so and on video. Yeah, yeah, he'll be. Yeah. You know, I've only heard his voice. I've never seen the guy. I want to see him on video. I think one thing we didn't talk. Talk about is uh, awesome. Bender. Where? Yeah, we didn't. We can we can we skip uh, that segment? I, I, we week, we certainly can make it really. We can make it really <laughs> fast, especially Sunday. Yeah. So, uh, but we had a big we had a big Wednesday night. Um, win forties one three zero two two three zero wins in a row for forties. So we're on a high. The parking lot's never been hotter. I mean, there is some serious rumor, uh, serious uh, speculation, rumors, whatever you want to say, that are really catching steam that a uh, uh, live uh, grill might show up to a game soon on Wednesday night and, uh, and, and start eating and drinking in the parking lot. But we'll see if that happens. Uh, sun- <laughs> Sunday was a rough one. It was a uh, our XG, we lost five to nothing, but uh, I heard the statistics and the XG was like, there. it was really close. It was like 2.3 to 2.1. So, uh, but we had zero and they had five. So they shows, uh, it shows what our finishing, uh, the finishing third was for our game on Sunday. Um, 
So Reimer and I unfortunately had to had to dip out yeah. after the game. We weren't leaving because we were mad. Um, but you know, I was like, man, the just the way the game played out, like it didn't seem like it was a five nothing loss, right? I feel like we had so many chances. Um, I mean, the I think I think Kevin, you had a chance like right in front of the net. The keeper made a good save. Uh, CK had a chance. Aaron had a chance. I mean, we had multiple chances, and then even their goals. Some of their goals weren't like, wow, that was a nice goal. It was just like small little mistakes made here. And then the one side of the field was super uh, soggy. So it, it was it was difficult to either, A, make things happen on that side of the field or defend just because your footing kind of wasn't on solid ground. It was kind of like you were playing yeah. on a sponge. Uh, obviously, they figured it out. But, I mean, you got to give props to them. They have been one of the top teams in, in, in our league since they sort of uh, came together. Um, but... You know, I would say overall, like I'm not super disappointed, but it does suck losing five. Yeah, that's what we. That's basically what we said in in the parking lot is uh, the XG. That's what the expected goal and the X was a lot bigger <laughs> on our XG because those expected goals we had should have gone. I mean, they were like you know some some real um, some real bad misses. Uh, their their keeper made some good yeah. saves. I mean. It wasn't all bad misses, but anyway, I think that's enough on Ben. That dude is a brick wall. Yeah, he was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're yeah. done. He was. <laughs> yeah. So Basically, we're, kudos to the over yeah. 40s and over 30s need some work. <laughs> Anything else, Graham, on the agenda? We I, wanna... I, did, I don't have I didn't have much more. I kind of Luke came in at a great time. Um, he's kind of holding out for Travis to pop in. We're giving up on you, Travis. We we've hung around. The listeners oh, are yeah. suffering at this point. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time.